I just saw him too at La Quinta. Oh, really? Yeah, we He's still coaching. Him. Oh, yeah, you're coaching. Yeah, we played against him, so he was still there. All right, this is the 29th episode of the 100 Podcast. Uh, I brought in my boy Andrew Velia. Velia, sorry. I'm a white guy. I'm terrible at <laughs> last names, any, any pronunciation. But uh, I brought you in too because uh, also, like, you, you, you're a coach. You did play a little bit of professional basketball. You played college ball. You, uh, you just, you kind of, you've done a little bit of everything. You're, you're a dad. Um, but I guess, I guess let's start out from high school, I guess, from, from your senior year of high school to playing college ball. Like what was, what was the jump, the jump from, from high school? And, and I didn't even play basketball much. I played my freshman year, so I don't know much about basketball. So this is, this is pretty fucking, this is pretty interesting for me (laughs) to hear a little bit of the, the ins and outs of the actual um, game. I think the biggest thing, like the biggest jump from high school to college was, being like on a routine um i think like in high school like you kind of um you just kind of mess around like you don't really take it serious um no one's really on your back about stuff um so and i think in high school you you know obviously party you have friends and you just do certain things um so i think the biggest thing was having like a strict like schedule i mean i'm not a big guy so in college like the first thing i did was had to go on a meal plan and then i had to hit the weight room and um I don't know, it was just weird, like, having a set schedule, like, always being yeah, told, like, yeah. what you have to do, and, you know, you gotta do this, gotta do that, can't eat that, so I think that was the biggest thing, and sleep, I was, I, in high school, I didn't sleep, like, I would stay up to, like, two or three playing Xbox, and then nice getting into college, co- yeah, getting, and then getting to college, like, you're asleep by 10 or 11 after homework, because you're tired, and then waking up at 7, you know, eating right, hitting the gym, so it was, it was tough, it was hard. So I I talked to a couple of the guys that play college football and and they said it was basically like a full time job. Is it the same way in basketball? Is there like a film room session? Is there are you with? Is there are, is there any time you're with just your particular uh, like the point guards stick with the point guards or the centers just do you know a film room with the centers? Is there anything like that or is it a little um, more really. team related? Everything is like team related. Just because um, smaller, right? Yeah, smaller. but I think there's certain guys. Um, I mean, for me, I didn't start right away in college, so I definitely had a point to prove, um, and I only had a couple of high offers out of high school. So, like this for me was huge. Like I was just super thankful for the opportunity, and you know, had to prove myself. I mean, we're from the desert, so not too many people, you know, know too much about us. Um, so I was just a little five eight Mexican point guard from La Quinta. Um, so I definitely, like I said, the first five games I didn't start. Um, but I think, you know, just sticking on the routine and like watching film, obviously you have film breakdown, but a lot of the guys like you would watch in the individual film. So for me, like that was the thing I just studied and studied and studied and we played somebody and I already knew everything. Um, so I think for me, like that's what helped me out a lot. And just, how, how, uh, and where'd you play college ball at? I was in Oregon. Yeah. Really? At a Christian school out there. Yeah. Okay. So, All right. Legit. Yeah. Uh, do you guys... Because, really, I only played... I should have played longer in high school. I wish I played more in freshman year because it was fun. But uh, do you, are, are you guys calling plays? Like, how often? Like, how often are you guys calling plays? Or is it more... Is everything just kind of on the fly? 
Like what is what is the ins um, and outs of the game, well, especially th- college, not not high school, yeah. more like what's what's the college game? Uh, like? I think college is definitely a lot more plays um, because I feel like you have a couple of days to know who you're gonna play. So I think it's kind of like the NFL, like you know people scout you, so you kind of have to switch things up a little bit on I the get fly. You. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. a little bit different, but you know, for us, it was we were you know guard heavy, so we played just really quick, really fast. Um, and I think we had to do a good job of switching up stuff. Um, because like I said, teams know what you run. They know like certain people in certain spots, they know what's coming. Um, so I, that was the hardest part. Um, and just trying to be like a quarterback, I guess, and just try to, you know, um, just change up things a little bit and just, you know, the try to vision show on the yeah. court and kind of, yeah, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So I think for us, it was just trying to just play, play on the fly and, you know, just try to be smart on what's going on. Because you, sometimes you play teams that are athletic and long, so you have to watch certain stuff. Sometimes you just play a big team with big-ass kids, and exactly. it's, yeah. it's even tougher. So, uh, I mean, it was fun. It was cool. It's just, like I said, it's a lot of studying and a lot of trying to figure out where their, where their weaknesses is. Was it a... Was it a shock to your system coming from the desert to Oregon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, I hated it. I was I was there for, like, two weeks and wanted to come home. Really? I, I hated it, really? yeah. Because it's nothing... For one, there's nothing to do. Two, there's maybe two or three bars out there. Three, the weather. It's always cloudy. Always cloudy. So yeah. going to sleep in rain and waking up in rain was not cool. That is shit. I hated yeah, it. yeah. I, hated I, I can it. see that. Yeah, I didn't see the sun until like January, February. And I was there in September. So August, September till January, I didn't see the sun. Until I came home. And I came home, saw the sun, and was outside all day. Like, and were you, you were out there for four years? No, I was only out there for one. Oh, really? Because yeah, then, you know, the next opportunity came. So, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's good. Get up. <laughs> was was we talked about it just a little bit in the beginning, and, and it's actually pretty interesting. So, let's go into it then. Let's go into it. Unless you want to go a little bit into the college life. How was college life out there? College was fun. I mean, it was fun, but it wasn't fun because I feel like... Um, I mean, before, obviously, you start, you have to sign a contract, like, pretty much saying, like, you're not going to do anything dumb um, as far as going out and drinking and smoking and all that stuff. And there's random drug tests. So you, I mean, even on social media, you can't post certain things. And it's crazy because I don't think a lot of people know, like, that when you're in college, like, they really control what you do. Like, you can't post certain stuff. Is that, is that, like, I'm sure, obviously, like, especially D1 schools, big schools, but... Especially like a Christian school, right? Yeah. You said you're at a Christian school. So yeah, I, I remember I almost went to a, it was called like Crown College, you know, to play football in Minnesota. And it was the same type of shit. You got to sign that. You yeah, know, yeah. Sign that con, con, and it, and it's hard and because you can't just go on Instagram and mess around. You can't like, you can't do that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. like, and the staff, they have like your Twitter, they have your Facebook, they have your Instagram. So they can look you up and like see what you're doing. So that was the hard part because you just, you can't do anything. So you feel like you kind of did you did you kind of miss out on some of the college yeah, experience? Definitely, because um, like I said, you I, I I don't think a lot of people know. Like I said, that you you're like you they control you. They control what you post. They control what you say. I mean, we had news and stuff in media, so can't say certain things. Like they write out what you have to say. Like it's all just it's controlled. Yeah, and then the coaches. Yeah. I mean, I think it's all politics to some point who you know what you know um so it, there was just a lot of ins and out of it and i think you know a lot of people don't know until you get there 
and it just feels like everything like you're stuck. After that so, experience, do you do you still are are you uh, are you happy you went? Are you happy yeah, you went to Oregon and yeah. played? I mean, it was it was fun to get out of the desert. Um, and you know, obviously, everyone's goal in high school is to play college ball, so it was definitely exactly. cool. You took that next step. Oh, a lot yeah. of people don't go yeah. either, bro. A lot of people you think are actually gonna play don't don't do they it. End you know, up staying here. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was it was cool. It was hard at first, but I mean, it was it was fun. I met you know some cool guys, and some of them are my best friends now. So. It was just really fun. Like, my roommate, he's from Australia, so we still in contact all the time. He actually came out here for Coachella a couple years ago. His really? first Coachella, yeah. So, um, yeah, like I said, some of those guys, like, we still talk all the time, my best friends, and, you know, they're doing their own thing, so it's, it was it was fun. So now, take us from that to your... And, and, and also, take us into that, how they heard about you. Like, how'd you even get to that... that opportunity i guess so what happened was my the end of the season of college our coach quit um they had the assistant coach come in and he you know had a meeting with everybody individually and he was telling us you know like we're safe like we're gonna stay on the team like you guys have a spot next year so i went home for break came back and there was like four other guards walking around campus so i was like what happened talked to him and he was like oh we're bringing in some new guys you know no one spots guaranteed now because we how you gonna do us like that like we're i'm from california my friends from australia my other boys from nevada so we're all like what's gonna happen to us like this is our scholarship and that's all you guys yeah. are guards yeah like, we were all guards yeah. yeah so we were like we kind of felt backstabbed in the way so my my friend he went back to australia he didn't want to stay um, and then for me, I was trying to transfer out, but during that time, you couldn't transfer. You had to get an okay from your athletic director to speak to anybody else. They couldn't just come talk to you. So mm-hmm. my athletic director at first didn't want to sign it and didn't want me talking to nobody. So I was just kind of like stuck. And it's because you were the is it because you were the starting point point guard yeah, from the last. I think they didn't the want me to year. leave. Yeah, and I yeah. wasn't a drama kid, so I just went to class. I had a three point four like. Went to school, did my homework, and you're gonna be out. there. Yeah, like yeah. I'm gonna be there. I wasn't, you know, doing stupid stuff. So yeah, he didn't want to sign it, and finally, I had like four or five coaches from California hit him up, and then he finally signed it. And um, so I talked to a couple schools out here, had a couple visits, um, and then one of my buddies knows an agent. He reached out to me. He's like, "What's going on?" Um, and then I kind of told him my situation. He was like, "Well, hold up. Like, let me get you in contact with this guy." He's like, he'll hook you up. So I was like, hook me up. Like, what does that mean? Yeah. He's like, like, no, like, you'll get away from college. He's like, I'll get you opportunity. And I was like, all right, cool. Got a message on my Facebook. And he was like, hey, you know, my name's so and so. He's like, I have this opportunity for you. He's like, send me your film. So send him my college film. He sent it to the guy. He was like, all right, cool. A couple days later, I got a call from uh, a pro team in Mexico. He was like, hey, we're about to be out in Vegas. In uh, July, he was like, we need you to sign up, register, send all your stuff so we can view you. So I was like, all right, cool. So he got me in contact with them. There was like 12 of their owners there. And then, shoot, um, day before I left, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Yeah, day before I exactly. left, you know, I'm in my room. Real life experience. Yeah, real life hit me in the face. Um, you know, found out that I was having a baby. My my second one, um, day before I left, 
So, you know, me having this basketball dream and, you know, having that on my mind, when I was told the news, I'm not even going to lie, it wasn't that I wasn't happy. Um, it just yeah, you felt just like, had probably every yeah. every emotion running through your exactly. your body at the same time. You yeah, know? so I wasn't too excited. You know, I was kind of told, and then I was in shock. And then you know, obviously, you're excited and, and super lucky to have a baby. So I was happy for that, but I just think the timing of it um, was just a little shocking. Um, so trying to be out there and playing while you're thinking of you know, an unborn child and how they're going to survive and how you're going to parent them if you were to leave um, was was tough. It, yeah, it, it, it hurt yeah. a little bit, so. So did you, did you end up playing at all? Like, did you, did you, after that, after you found out, after that Vegas, did you end up, like, going down to Mexico at all and playing? Well, I went out there to go visit um, one of the teams. Um, they were in Aguas Calientes, Mexico. Um, and they were one of the teams that was, like, super high on me. Um, so they were the ones that actually contacted me and told me to enter the draft, and they were going to take me um, when they had their pick. So I went out there. Everything was cool. Um, I had to get my, my passport and all that stuff taken care of because I was still in the process. Um, so did all that and was super excited. Um, and then, you know, it, it kind of came down to, you know, do you – like it's kind of like a 50 50 risk because i do know at the end of the day basketball is a business so you can get cut and replaced at any time yeah you know, yeah like, i yeah. can have a bad game coach not like me no more and be like hey you know what like we're we're done yeah so for me it was just you know trying to figure out the best situation for you know my baby and my family so it really wasn't a for sure paycheck no it was it like a... like i mean it was for sure but it wasn't for sure if that makes any sense like it was yeah. yeah, so I didn't even want to jeopardize it. Shit, even the injuries or anything, yeah, you know? And, yeah, and yeah. I battled injuries through high school, so I was already, like, up against the odds. Um, and I just didn't want, you know, my family to go through that and have to worry about me financially and stuff. So I just felt it was better to just, you know, take care of my baby and, you know, get a, get a grown job and, you know, just be a father. So what was your, uh, what was your adjustment? What you do? What's your What are you doing now? Uh, so right now I'm working for Mission Healthcare. Okay. So um, yeah, our high school coach Ryan Towner, he actually is like our supervisor. So he got me a job um, with them. Um, so right now, like all the Palm Springs area and the High Desert, like that's my territory. Um, so just making sure like these people get the help that they need as far as physical therapy, nursing, and stuff to their house. There so you go. just been super busy with that, and I mean during all this virus stuff, I mean it's. It's even worse. And then so, I know you're, I know you're coaching too at, uh, at Shadow Hills. Actually, how is that? Like, have you, have you talked to me? Like, like what? How is it not? Like you said, with the whole coronavirus, obviously you said it's crazier for your, your actual, your day to day job. But, but even coaching, like, like how is that? Do you guys even know how it messes with your guys' season or anything? Um. Yet? Yeah. I mean, we don't know too much yet. Like we've been on lockdown, so we haven't even been able to um, see the kids. But I think. You know, our coaches are doing a good job of, like, they have, like, a group text with workouts and, you know, things that they're supposed to be doing. So I think that's helping a little bit. Um, they work with Hargit. Um, so they're, you know, they're, they're doing pretty good. Um, but I think it just hurts not being able to be in the Hargit. gym with these kids. And, I had uh, Michael Avignon. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. So they work out with them. And uh, we actually just won CIF last year. So 
it's kind of tough to win CIF and still have that hunger to want to repeat. You guys won CIF yeah, basketball? Yeah, last year. Really? Well, this past year. And you're the assistant coach? Right? Yeah. So, How was that? Because you, that's a perfect thing to talk talk on. How, could you see the mindset in the kids? Like yeah. When you guys won, could you see the difference compared to, I don't know, like any any La Quinta team? Because I don't even know how La Quinta was in basketball. I think we were some years okay, I guess. But yeah, I don't we were think always we were... okay. Like, for me, I mean, my years there, I went to CIF all four years, but we never, like, won after yeah, that. So it was yeah. tough. Um, but I think it just it starts with coaching. I think our coaches, um, starting with the head coach, I think he had our minds, you know, in a place where we weren't going to lose. You know, we talked about it all year, so – um, to see it kind of happen was really was really cool. You know, we worked hard and we were there seven days a week in the gym. Um, so I think it, it translated to the kids and um, they were, damn, they stepped up. There was was there know, any special athletic ability or was it just a good team? Uh, team I mean, like... we had we had a couple of good guys on the team. Um, Dom Escobar, he's going. He just signed his full ride to Cal State LA. Okay. So he was, yeah. you know, he's pretty good. Um, yeah, we, we just had a good team, man, from top to bottom. And then even with the coaches, they were, I learned so much. Like, and we played, uh, we played Price in the finals. Um, and Price had their highs are good team. Yeah, they were really good. So we were tied at halftime with them, came out, and we ended up beating them by like 15, 20 points. So you ended up just balling out. Yeah, second they half. woke up yeah. the second half because it's different. You know, we're desert kids. You're not used to a packed gym like people standing watching the game and and price was good but you know i think our team was just solid from coaching staff all the way down to you know the last player on the team so it was definitely a good experience and hopefully we could get back again this year and uh how how'd that feel winning a championship was that is that a one of like is that feeling yeah it's a good feeling because you put in yeah because you put in all this work in the summertime like with these kids and yourself i mean as a coach, I mean, you played sports, so you know that there's so much that goes on behind the scenes yeah, that, yeah. you know, I was hardly home. I never really got to see our kids. Another coaches did. And it was just always busy, busy, busy um, and working with these other guys. So it was, it felt good, like, to know, like, all the hard work you put in during the offseason, like, it came out to, to this result. And it was tight. Speaking on that, what, uh... What's your day to day as a coach? Like, what, what are you having to do? How, how, how do you, how do you game plan? Like, like, like you said, you're not home much. Like, what are you guys doing? What's your, what's your? Um. So for us, I mean, we probably, you know, obviously we work. So we get to the gym straight from work. You know, we don't even get to go home and change or anything. So or eat. Really go from work to the gym yeah. by like three o'clock. <laughs> um. So it's from three o'clock all the way till seven or eight. You're just in there, you know, with the kids, helping them out with certain things um, as far as basketball stuff or school stuff. Um, so we're doing that till about seven, eight o'clock. By the time you get home, you're already tired and just want to lay down and eat. I got kids, so my kids want to play, mm-hmm. and I'm tired and in a bad mood. Like I just need to chill out. Like I haven't had time all day to just sit. So it, it's yeah. a lot from film to workouts. And you got girls, bro, so what are you playing? Are you guys doing tea parties and shit? Or what's right going now, on it's that? just a lot of Barbies. And my kids right now are on that phase where they're watching a lot of... Uh, they're on the tablet all the time, so they're watching a lot of Baby Shark. Um, my little one's into princesses, so she's watching anything with princesses. Yeah, and I, know how, I know how it is. It's yeah. tough. 
stuff, man. We literally got a whole living room full of dolls and like castles and stoves and ovens. It's, I don't even have a living room. Like, to be honest with you, it, it's it's so crazy how being a dad just changes your life like oh, so yeah. drastically. You know, like even. Even my meals, bro. I don't ever eat a meal like 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 let's say for example, bro. I was a panda, right? I was a panda, and I got a two entree plate for myself, dude. I got it for myself. My kids had little Caesars, some pizza, or something. And my little two year old, bro, I was like, hey, can I have some daddy? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> and they have their yeah, own food. Like, yeah, they, they don't want to eat. Bro. They don't want to eat their own food. They want to eat all your by, food. Dude, I'm like, all right, I'll give you some. I give my four year old, he ends up wanting some. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I give him some. I'm on the phone. I, I go back in. My mom's like, hey, they want more. I'm just like, give them the rest. Like, fuck <laughs> it, dude. Give them all I'm my food. I'm not even hungry anymore. Yeah, at this I'm point, not even... like, just take it. No, I definitely get it, man. Like, my kids have plates full of food. The same thing I'm eating, and they'll come to me, take my food, and I'm like, your plate is right there with exactly. the same stuff. So it, it's a challenge. And they're girls, so you take away that plate, they're crying. Like, screaming at the top of their lungs. I know. Crying. Like you, can't be, floor, you can't be crying. bad daddy. Yeah, you can't no. be a dick, you know, to your girls, no, especially. No, no, no. But, uh, it's tough. How is that, bro? How How is the, the dad life? How How is that responsibility? Like, what... How how I th- I don't think a lot of people that don't have kids understand like like what is the adjustment you had to make in your in your day to day life when you have kids because people people a lot of people that don't have kids they they act like kids are just like like you can just deal with them you yeah, know yeah. you know or yeah. they're just like they're just annoying or or whatever and as a parent it's just like I don't know everything your whole focus like you're not the focus anymore yeah your no. kids are the focus you know that was the first thing is you have to like understand that it's about your kids now and not about you so I mean I think it even starts with sleep you know when you yes. have a newborn you really don't sleep so I think from that point that was the hardest transition for me like that was my wake up call right there to know like alright it's not about you anymore like I know you're tired I know you want to sleep but your daughter's up like so you gotta take care of her first so just with them on the day-to-day basis, it's just, I wake up, I already have my two-year-old in my face crying because she doesn't want to get up. And from there on, my other one doesn't want to get ready for school or she's hungry. And then you're trying to just like feed one, dress another one. The other one's crying. The other one starts crying. It's just like, it's even a taking a trip to the store. Yeah, no, that's hour. even hard. Like I yeah. try not to take them to the store because it's like, One's happy, one's sad, then one's happy, the other one's sad, and it just, it rotates. It rotates in a triangle. So, yeah, 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 definitely. So, having girls is tough. I mean, it's it's cool, it's fun, like, it's definitely changed me as a man, because in high school, I would have never had thought that having kids was about to be my thing, but, yeah, it just yeah, changes uh, you, man, yeah. it changes you. I mean, you have boys, so, I mean, you can still kind of be your tough self. You know, be you like they need to kick it with the guys, yeah. you know. I can't. It's like yeah. okay, sweetie, don't do this. <laughs> like I can't yell, and sometimes I get yeah. caught yelling. And my mom, um, are that like they just can't talk to them like that, can't yell at them like that. And I'm yeah, just dude, like, like they're gonna this see... isn't the way I want to do things. I'm not used to this. I'm used to like being like, hey, like go do this, like take figure that. it out. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I can't because then I look like a bad person. So I, that's been challenging, and I have to I catch myself sometimes. So, yeah, them it's just it's different. And and on the other hand, because you know they basically run your life. You know, having kids runs your life. 
How do you how do you keep yourself sane, bro? How do you how do you how do you I don't know just keep cool while you while having kids? Um, I think for me, like I have a good like schedule. I think I have a good support system. Uh, I think you know our both of our families are pretty involved with the kids. Um, so I think for me, it's going to the gym or just stepping outside for a couple minutes. Um, I try to run or or try to just go work out or play basketball or something. So. That time right there is like the time where I'm like refocusing and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and like I said, you know they they help out so much and and you know I if I didn't have the support that we had like it it wouldn't work out. So I, I'm super happy that I'm able to do certain things because I know some people are cooped up all day and they can't drop off their kids anywhere. They have to keep them. So for us, you know, I think I, I think even their mom does a good job of you know stepping up and and watching them. So it gives you your time. Oh a yeah, yeah. Bit. She's yeah. never been, you know, too crazy about that. She's she's always super helpful. Yeah. So it's been made it a little bit easier. Cause it's so crazy man, having yeah. kids and you know like even even like taking a shit, you don't have no privacy. You know. <laughs> like, well, and mine are girls, so if I'm yeah. taking a shit, like. I watch out because if I'm wiping and my daughter's walking yeah. in, that's a different story. Exactly. Like, so yeah. I have to make sure the door's locked and they don't come in. They try to come in once in a while. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely different. Showering's different. Like, I can't do what I usually do. Um, so <laughs> you're just always, like, suit. Like, you're just always, like, just watching uh, to make sure yeah. they're not there because they're kids. So they see something like that and they'll just stare at you and, like, it's just bad. It's just, it's bad. So I guess jumping from jumping from the kids' point, uh, <laughs> what's your uh, is your goal? Are you you want to just keep coaching, bro? You, is basketball like what you want to keep doing? Yeah, I think Stay so. I think basketball for me is I've been mean, been around for a while, and that's you know where my escape is, and I feel like that's where I can concentrate and focus on. Um, but I do know, like being younger, um, you just got to be patient and just keep learning. I mean, lucky for me, we have good coaches where I'm at, and they've been coaching for a while, so. Um, just to learn from them is, is huge and that, you know, just get ready to step up when it's my turn and I get an opportunity. So, you know, just being patient and, and waiting. Do you have any, uh, any tips for the, the, the high school kids coming up that want to play that, that college ball or play professional ball or, you know, just take that next step, even play semi-pro or whatever, you yeah. know, the, what, do you have any tips for them, the kids that want to take that yeah, I think it, it, it all starts in high school. I think um, grades, I wasn't super academic. I think I probably had like a 2.4. In high school, you yeah. were, and then in college, no, you're like, I'm taking Yeah, well, high, college is different. Like, once they give you a scholarship, it's different. But high school, I was probably like a 2.3, 2.4. What do you mean kid. by it's different once they give you a scholarship? Like, it's because you, <laughs> like, that's free money. So you don't uh, want to, like, go up there and, like, you know, you gotta like take care of business. Yeah, like yeah. you're set to have a 2.7. Like that's what you gotta have. If you don't have it, you're suspended. So for me, it's like I'm not gonna waste time out here to not be eligible to play. And we actually had like four or five guys ineligible. So probably at the end of the year, we probably have like a seven man team. Really? So yeah, just because people didn't take it seriously. And there's five men on the yeah, on the five court, court of the yeah. team. So right? if you look at our bench, Gee, like the end of the game, two there people. Was, there's two or three. Wow. And one of the guys didn't play. So, oh so it was literally God. like a seven-man team. Um, but it, it just hurts, dude. It hurts your team. It sucks having to play really good teams with seven guys. It's it's not – I mean, it's fun to play, but it's you not fun to no lose. Subs yeah, you don't have anything. Yeah. There's no, like, 
there's no structure. So practice, you can't even go five on five. You're going like three on three. Like I get it's, just, it's not it's even basketball. You're yeah. playing like street it's ball. Street ball yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, and then you lose, and no one likes to lose. I think that year we had a really bad year, uh, but we kind of picked it up at the end. But just to be out there, travel and lose was not. I hated it. That's not fun. No, dude, it sucked. It it just sucked. And to lose guys because they're not taking stuff seriously was, that was the worst part. You guys are just kind of like, not even, not only you're fucking, you're you're fucking all of us up, you know? You're not (laughs) fucking just you up. It's the whole team. Yeah, so they like, yeah, like they got kicked off probably like the sixth or seventh game, like suspended, kicked out, like out. And I was like, I mean, like I said, playing with seven guys isn't, not gonna win and so you games. just knew, like, as soon as you had that, that scholarship or whatever, like, school wasn't an issue for you? Yeah, like, now like, I was like, all right, I got to turn it on. Like, I can't be, yeah, I can't do it. Because in high school, like, I was distracted. I was always late to class. I mean, you went to La Quinta, so, you know, teachers are chill. Pretty I don't cool. know about now. I don't know about now. I, I, I know, I'm not going to name no names. <laughs> just playing football, some teachers took yeah, care of me. I had a nice time. Exactly, that's teacher. what I'm saying. And our yeah. head coach, Hepner, was the history teacher, so he had a lot of pool with grades yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't want to say too much, but, I mean, you were a football player, and at the time, La Quinta was a big football school. Like, they yeah. needed you, and Armstrong ran shit there, so... Anything he say went, and I think that was the thing is knowing like you had people who can help you. Like it was so much easier than yeah. college because college is like college is you. Not there. Yeah. It's you. It's the teachers you. don't care. And, like, it, and and honestly too, like like on the other hand too, college is interesting though. Like if if you take some good classes, like it is interesting. Like you go to class and you're like, damn, I'm actually like like. They're making you have to like think, and you're yeah, you're yeah. actually having you're gaining knowledge, and it's real life shit. Like like I don't know, you're only there for a year. I was only in college for two years, but but even the two years I was in college, it was like it felt like I learned some shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, and then I think like high school is different because how it usually worked for us is like we already knew the teacher we were gonna go into, and you had people that already took that class. So they just sent you everything that just you needed told to you do. Exactly yeah, like, what was happening. hey, here's the answer to the test, or here's the homework for this. So it wasn't like you really learned anything. It was kind of just like I have to be here, like to play. So that was my thing, and that's my goal, or like my tip is don't do that. Like, because yeah. you need grades to go somewhere. Like, yeah, that academic scholarship yeah. you too. You know, if you got a four point oh and you're 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 kind of okay at sports, you know, that gets you in. Yeah, get you in, they can get you to play, cause, cause once you, once you get to college and you kind of, sometimes people gotta grow into their body, you know. Yeah, they gotta, yeah. Sometimes people don't, they're not even fully grown into their body yet. You're in high school and then you grow another four or five inches and then out of nowhere you're athletic. Mm-hmm. So that's how it is. So yeah. that was like my thing was just grades. I mean, and there wasn't anything to do out there anyway, so it was just always study. Like, like there was nothing. I mean, it was crazy because like U of O was like two minutes from us but I mean they went to the same bars all the time and it was just I don't know it was like a reunion like I thought here was bad but out there was ten times worse like you see the same people all the time hated it cause at least at least here you know it it seems kind of close but at least you got all these different cities there's kind of a lot of bars yeah yeah. it's a little it's somewhat spread out yeah no there's like literally three bars like in a row in a row like one here one here and one there and it was just the same people. Did you did you go snowboarding or anything while you're over there? Is Not really. Snow? I went hiking. Okay. Hiking. hiking they had a lot of hikes, a lot of trails. They had a lot of waterfalls. 
Um, so that's what I did, and I wasn't even a big hiker till I got there. Um, and they had some really like really really cool hikes, like with just nice stuff that you don't have out here. I mean, it's really green out there. Um, so it's not that desert look no, that you see out here no, all the different. time. And it was cool, cold and like it was it was good hiking weather. But I'm not a big hiker, so I didn't you know care too much. And so far, so far, is that is that where you? Have you done any other traveling? Have you gone any any other places, or is that kind of like the farthest you went? Uh, was Oregon? No, was well, your... once I like finished there, um, we were able to like go to Hawaii. We were able to go to Pittsburgh. Um, we just oh, got to do go. different things. So yeah. as soon as that was done, I was like, finally have some time. Um, so we just try to travel anywhere, really. To be honest, we went to Minnesota. Um, we just random places that people don't even really think yeah about. what yeah. what 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 made you go to okay what made you go to pittsburgh what made so you go to minnesota pittsburgh, i went to pittsburgh because hawaii i can make, i yeah, know that one pittsburgh yeah. was because i heard that they had good food and their baseball stadium i heard their baseball stadium was like the pirates i heard they had yeah. like one of the best stadiums out so i was like fuck it we're going three days four days eat you know um Hang out, go to. We actually went to a baseball game too. We saw where the Pittsburgh Steelers play, so it was tight. It was cool. Like it's just fun. Just little things like that is things I like to do. Honestly. Yeah, just keep yeah. it low key. Like let me have fun. Um, we go to Seattle all the time, and Seattle's super fun. So just trying to travel and just see different things. Arizona, you were in Arizona for a little bit, right? Yeah, I was talking about just even being around that big city feel. Just the vibes you get from driving through those big ass, you know, you see the so big old skies. Yeah, so bro. Man. So You're like, damn, I, you could you could feel the potential, you could feel the money, mm-hmm. you could feel like opportunity just running right through that shit, you know? Yep. Like I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I lived right in the suburbs of Phoenix basically. So Okay. Yeah, so I we've been like out right there, there in Phoenix a couple of times, and we go to Suns games or Diamondbacks game when they play the Dodgers. And so. Diamondbacks, the stadium's right there, like downtown Phoenix. Yeah. That's like right yeah. there no, in the it, hood, basically, cool. bro. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I definitely, we've partied out there a couple times, too, and they got a nice little nightlife out there. Um, so it's fun. I mean, I, I, you know, I like going out there. Yeah, so so traveling is definitely like a hobby. Oh, traveling yeah, something for, you sure, enjoy for sure. Doing. I mean, now that, we, you know, we have kids, it's a little bit harder. Um, just because trying to take yeah. a two-year-old or a five-year-old on a four or five-hour trip, it's not The easy. car is hard. The, the airplane is yeah, hard. Everything's pretty fucking hard. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just trying to wait a little bit and just trying to like plan it out when they get a little bit older where they can you know enjoy certain stuff. Because we drive to Arizona and the little ones hate it. Like They go nuts after like the first two hours and they get bored. So it's not yeah. even it's not even a fun trip. It's definitely point. not a fun yeah. trip anyway. No. If anyone's been from California to Arizona, that trip sucks. That drive it's is desert. terrible. There's yeah. nothing. I grew up in Blythe. I was okay. born in Blythe, so right. I'm right there in the middle of shit, dog. It ain't nothing. Yeah. Desert. Yeah. Well, my best friends from there, Philip. Philip. Blythe. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I, he was my buddy. He's my he's my uh, he's like my childhood friend. Bro, him and Vittery. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> both of them are my childhood friends. Yeah. I didn't even know, LA right now. Yeah, I didn't even know Blythe was a city until I met those two. Right there, my on first the, job. I'm basically on the border of what California, Arizona. Yeah, that's where it's at. Where'd you Where'd you meet him at? Um, I met him at uh, shoot, where were we at? My first job at Ralph's. Dude, let's go. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, I thought you were bringing me beers. What are you doing? Trying to find your purse. Oh, I don't know, bro. I'm sitting right here on the shelf. On the shelf. 
Oh yeah, again, you guys, it's the 29th episode, they're fucking on my podcast, just fucking get out and get bring some beer, kid, bring me beer. Uh, yeah, dude, so yeah. Yeah, no, so my first job at Ralph's, I was a bagger, and Al, oh, I don't know if you remember Albert, he's in the military. Albert, guy. yeah, he's my, he was my best friend when I was a kid. Okay, yeah, yeah so we, um, we were both baggers. Albert Larrero. <laughs> so we were both baggers, and Philip was a bagger, but he was a bagger for like two months, he got promoted and was a cashier. So Shout he out. like, Thanks, um. Shout out Nelson, he was on my podcast before. Yeah, so I met Albert and we were just always messing around at work and he got He's fired from messing around. He got fired? Yeah. Really? We all pretty much got in trouble. Um, and then my brother got a job there, so it was like all four of us, like just stupid. They hated us. And then we finally all got fired. So Philip, I think, quit. And that's he left on good terms. That's what's so crazy is I started seeing posts of you guys together and I was like, <laughs> these are all my childhood friends from Blythe. Yeah. You know, like, now, once I met them, like, we hit it off and we became, like, super close and tight. Um, Albert, obviously a little bit harder because he's in the military. Um, but Vittery, we go up there and visit him sometimes. He's doing his thing. How is it? I haven't... What is he doing? He's rapping He's stuff? rapping he... now, yeah. So, every time I go, the man is always eating wings and chicken and rapping. Like, no matter what. Because he lives... I think he lives right there by a wing stop. So, there's, they're there 24-7. Wing stop's bomb. Too. Yeah. Have you had a wing stop? Yeah, I had it last time I went out there. So, he Cajun, was trying to, like, dude. introduce me to some stuff. But yeah, so he, they're all doing good, and Philip, I mean, Philip's here, and I see him almost every day, so. I've been trying to get him on my podcast, but he's not, he's not really doing he, He's trying to have a, he's trying to get you to do sports. He said if you do sports, like, he'll come on here. I'll talk, if he comes on, I'll talk to him about sports. <laughs> we can talk about that the whole time. I'll, he'll be with my guy. We'll talk about when we think the seasons are going to start. And, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's supposed to come today. Hey, bro, what do you think about... Speaking of sports, what do you think about? I want to get to you on social media at some point. I want to ask you about social media, but but what do you think about NBA? Like like, how do you feel, especially the Lakers, bro? Like, okay, you know, R.I.P. to Kobe. Kobe dies, right? The Lakers. Are, it looks like they're on their way to winning a championship. It's on the the year Kobe dies. It seems like I, I don't know. It seems like a dream scenario. Yeah. And we have this pandemic. Like, do. You, do you just think the season's done? You think they're just like, all right, we're just gonna hold off to the next season, or do you think they're gonna try um, to finish I it? I think they're gonna try to finish it. Um, I think, you know, I think it's definitely best if they do it without fans. I mean, just because of how serious this stuff is. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think it's it's what it's what's best because I mean, if you cancel the season, it's like it was all for nothing. Like, what do you do? You start next season like zero zero again. It doesn't make sense, right? Yeah, if you got the sense. best team, yeah. Because like, I feel like. Like you said, it's the dream. Like it's the dream scenario. Like they were number one in the West. Like they were number two overall. So I feel like this year was like a good year for them. Like really good. Not team. for sure, obviously, but it no, was yeah. like a they, they had, had, had a good, a good opportunity. They had a good yeah. chance. Yeah. I mean, because the Bucks are pretty good, the Clippers are good, and we struggled against the Clippers. Um, so you know what? It does suck in the sense for playoffs. Um, but hopefully they can just do like maybe a couple games and then just hop into playoffs and then, you know, just go from there and kind of yeah. just treat it like, you know, that it was almost... I don't know what kind maybe of just shorten the season. Yeah, just shorten it a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So almost that's straight. the worst. Well, do you think there's a possibility of them just going straight into playoffs? Just saying, all right, regular season's I think over? Not really because I think, you know, from being off all this time, I think they would need like a couple like tune-up games to get to that you. point. I so you. I don't know if it's like would be two season games or just like a scrimmage or an exhibition game, something like that, and then just use the standings that they have now and just go to playoffs. So, I mean, 
I don't know. I've even heard like the playoffs. They're trying to start it in December. Like they're trying to just take the rest of the time off and start in December. Really? That's what I heard. Is that what? And when do the playoffs usually start? They Is usually that... start like June. Like really? well, no, they usually start like March, April, May. Yeah, like March to May, and then the finals is usually in June. And so they're just going to skip all the way to Yeah, December they're trying to skip because... it to December because the ratings. They feel like Christmas Day, those ratings are always super high. So they feel like if they extended it, or they stu- they had playoffs in December, that their ratings would be super high in January. That would make, yeah. I think that would make sense, actually. Because, yeah. I mean, it's, it does make sense. Because it's like during Christmas time, that's when everyone's home watching sports. You're with your family. I think June, it's... Everyone's kind of partying and, you know, enjoying summer. Some people have yeah. it off, so they're kind of just, you know, low-key about stuff. So I've even heard that, which is pretty interesting. You know, I wouldn't mind it. I think they definitely got to finish this year, though. Like, I think there was too many talent. I think this was the first year where they had, like, a talented, like, East and West, like, 1 through 10. I think it was pretty even. And year. on top of that, you know, it was kind of nice. And I know there's a lot of bandwagon-ass Warrior fans out there, but it was kind of nice not having the, the Warriors, Warriors there. Yeah. I was getting a little... And I like them. You know, I like Curry. I like Thompson. I don't know. You know, they all kind of moved around. Kevin Durant left. And, yeah. You know, I, I like the squad they had. I like the people. But it was getting a little annoying watching everybody be Warriors fans after there was no Warriors fans before yeah. that. And now know? they suck. They were literally at the bottom. So, yeah, that was good, too. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was – I think this year would have been good. I think there was a lot of a lot of good teams. I mean, even the rookies in the league this year. Yeah. Who, who was going off as rookies? Uh, I, didn't, I didn't really watch too much to start the season. The best rookie that I think that was, like, really, you know, taking it to another level would probably have to be John Morant from Memphis, the okay. point guard from Murray State. Yeah. He was, you know, he was killing it. Tyler Hero, um, he was with Miami. Um, they had some really good rookies um, there, and then just seeing, like, Trey Young play and Anakupo and Kawhi with the Clippers. Like, it was, I think it was just a really good year. I, I yeah. think it was, it, it sucked. Oh, it was a good mix up too of yeah. kind of talent. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty pretty balanced. Uh just speaking on basketball, I guess, uh and playing point guard, what what what'd you do to train like like let's say you're just kicking at your pad, you got a hoop or maybe you don't got a hoop, you got a ball. What could you do as a point guard to kind of get you just I don't know, a little bit of training. Get you know, just help your skills out a little bit. I think it, it starts with film. I think when, when you have a favorite player and you have a guy that you can relate to, I think you watch film on them and just kinda of see how they operate through stuff. That makes um, sense. So yeah. just watching them and how they carry themselves like on and off the court and even, you know, during games and stuff, during, you know, the good times and the bad times, I think that was um, like that was key for me. So just watching a lot of film and, and just seeing how I can grow, like, cause basketball, I mean, it's, it's mental, everything, every sport is mental. So I feel like if you have the right mindset and you have that focus, I feel like everything else is just easy. You know what I'm yeah, saying? So it yeah. was definitely a lot of, a lot of film, a lot of film watching and just, um, just watching a lot of film on a lot of guys who I liked growing up. So. Just seeing, yeah, seeing how they do it, how yeah, professional how they, they do are. it. And yeah. watching guys in college while I was in high school was was cool. That was always the first thing we did was get home, watch college film, go to practice, and just try to like carry that to, to there. That's so, one of the most interesting things I've heard from multiple athletes is that same kind of sentiment is that 
It's the, the mental part, you know, it's the film, it's the, the mental preparation. Like, obviously, it's physical, you know, it's the athletic yeah. abilities. If you're fucking built like LeBron, dog, like, yeah, it's going to help you, you yeah, know? No. But like, that's not what we're saying. But just how important it is to know your playbook, know, I don't know, just know the team you're playing, know mm-hmm. yourself, know, know what you're... Especially as a point guard, point guard know what you guys are doing before they're even gonna do it. You know, yeah. like like shit like that. It's just a mental game. People don't understand sports are really mental. It's not just a physical. No, it is. And yeah. I mean, a lot of my film came in college, like watching the other team's point guard. What's their weakness? Where can I attack them? Where exactly. they struggle? So it was definitely a lot of film both ways. And you know, for me, when I was up there, like we played the number two point guard in the country. Like he ended up winning, like out of our whole league and our division, because um, we were NAIA, he ended up winning, like, all NAIA. So playing him twice was tough. Um, and, and just studying and just trying to figure out where his weakness is. So, it's, so it's he's awesome. basically, he was the top point guard in yeah, the he NAIA. Was the top, yeah, he was the top point guard in our class. Um, so he just, he killed it. And we played him twice. And I think the first game, he probably got me for, like, 15 points. Second game, he probably went off for, like, 20, 25. So, I mean... Good it's players. Not too bad. Yeah, I mean he he was just good. I mean you can't be upset, but as a competitor, it's like you don't want that guy to do good. So playing him the first time, I really didn't think too much of him. I was kind of like, yeah, he's just he was shorter than me, so he was just an average guy. And I think he just had really good coaches and a good team. And you know he ended up uh, doing big things. I think he played in Europe. So oh, yeah. He, yeah, so he yeah. ended up doing good. Um, and and he was a good player, but as an athlete, you don't ever fucking want to admit that someone's good. Like. I hate that fuck shit. That guy. Yeah, I'm like, bitch. I don't care if you score thirty, like you're still not good. But he was good. I can say that. Now, yeah, I'm not playing anymore. So yeah. yeah, he was he was really good. And there were some tough guards in the league. Tough guards in the league. Or there's even guys that we fucking played against that ended up going D one the next year. So it was really? there was athletes. Yeah, there was a lot of athletes. So it was a lot of film. And speaking on just because you said he played in he played in Europe, how. I, I guess how much opportunity do you have to play past college ball? Like, like, uh, like. Okay, football. Basically, the opportunity you got is the NFL. That's about it. I feel yeah. like football is NFL. Well, they just started like that XFL, but the, it just, they yeah. just went bankrupt. Yeah, or something. Okay. they literally yeah, just well, that's just done. Man. So yeah, and the <laughs> one the one the year before didn't even make it a full season. So they that's just not working. Yeah. So basically, football you got basically NFL, maybe the Canadian League. Uh, baseball, you got the most opportunities. Yeah, period. Bat- oh yeah, baseball, you do. Yeah, <laughs> soccer, I think is the most. Period. Yeah, soccer is probably soccer, yeah. just because you got a motherfucking ball. That's mm-hmm. it, a ball, yeah, and you got some true. goals. Yeah. Um, but but how, basketball, how like not even percentage wise, but I guess do you think you, there's a good opportunity for you to play and actually make some money if you play college ball if you go and you take that next step you play college ball is there a chance for you to make some money like a good chance yeah right? I mean I think there's there's a lot of good chances to make uh, make good money and play somewhere good but a lot of what people don't understand like with overseas or just the next level is is like it's who you know if you know somebody you could be on a college team and be eh but if you know somebody, there's so many different leagues out there to where they can get you an opportunity and a chance. And if you do good in that chance, like, that's your spot. Yeah. So it's just who you know. Like, and, I mean, there's been a lot of good players from college that were even D1 or from the NBA that played overseas. And, I mean, they're making a, they're making a good living for themselves. China, 
um, Italy, Germany, those are like the top three like leagues to play in, uh-huh. like period. So there's a lot of guys even from the NBA that are like, fuck it, like I'm just gonna go overseas and make this money because China they love basketball, they they love their sports. So that's one of the top places to play. I think if you make it there, you're like right below the NBA. To be honest with you, I mean below the G League because it's G League the NBA. So I think like China's definitely one of those upper leagues to to be in. And I think they get paid. You know, good for what they do. Yeah, like basketball is your job. So, how much are they? Are they getting paid? What six figures? Is that what they're getting Probably paid? Probably a little bit more than that. Really? To be honest, mil- yeah. Because I mean, if you have an NBA player that's making millions and then drops down to China, like they obviously have some, you know, some sort of good income coming in from there. And I mean, I think at the end of the day, you're doing what you love. So, you know, a lot of these guys, they have a kid or two or whatever, and they're just trying to hoop for the rest of their life. Exactly. So that's what they want to do. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's crazy, and I mean. Yeah, that's tough, but it's definitely who you know. If, that if is, you know somebody, like you, you'll have a again, chance. Again, bro, yeah. what's so crazy about that is, is I've talked to multiple athletes, multiple college, college athletes, multiple guys that even played, you know, pro ball or played like minor league ball, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, same shit, you know. They say the same thing. It's like I, I, as you get to a certain point, like everybody's kind of the same skill level. Yeah, you know, yeah. everybody starts being the same. And like you said, it's just who you know. It's if you know you that know, guy, yeah. it kind of it'll get you there to that or next step. Or you know a coach, you'll get more playing time than the other guy. Because exactly. like you said, like exactly. once you get to like that next level, everyone starts to kind of be the same. So yeah. it's like what's gonna separate you from this guy is who you know. You know the coach, and he don't. You're playing more than he is. Like, period. <sighs> They're not taking a chance on that guy because they know you. So it, that's the that's the crazy thing about like sports in the next level. I think that was the most interesting for me is knowing like the politics behind it, like knowing just the fucking like how they try to do you. It's not just yeah. the sport. Anymore. No, I think it's every sport. Yeah, I think it's every sport, and I mean, just it's fucking crazy. Like you don't know it until you're there, and you can't say anything until you're done. Now you're done, and people go on rants all the time about. How they're treated or how much they got paid. It's so funny too, and, and a lot of people talk shit on that. You know, they're yeah. Like, oh, they're just bitching. You know, no, it, and it's not it's really, really that. fucked it's up. It's the truth. Yeah, you know? no, it's definitely fucked up. Like super, super crazy. Um, like I don't know if you remember Sue Cravens played at USC. He was mm, safety. He got maybe. drafted by the Broncos. Okay. So he ended up going to Denver. Played there for I think a year or two. He ended up getting traded to Washington. So his first like season there, he's at training camp. And he gets hurt. It was mm. his eye. And I, I know this because I've you know, I've heard and I've heard stories about it or whatever and I always see his post. So he hurts his eye, goes to the doctors, the doctors say, you know what, like he's hurt, he can't play. So the Redskins, what they try to do, they try to flip the script and say that he wasn't hurt, that the doctor faked it so he didn't have to play. So they cut him. Why? They They're like yeah. Nah. So he ended up like getting cut, whatever, retired from football. So he's like on social media every day, like blasting like the Redskins for what they did. Like said that he lied about his injury, that you know he was faking it. He got a fake doctor's note. Like they just threw his ass under the bus, and he'll talk about it like it's politics. Like he stopped loving the game of football just because of everything that that happened. And people don't understand is like you get that rep from the NFL. It messes you up on anything you're trying to do. Like, if you're trying to be a college coach and they know, like, you have that reputation or that thought that, hey, he's going to do us dirty, like, they won't fuck with you. There's yeah, so many college like coaches. Yeah, you're, you're done. 
So yeah. that was his situation. And I mean, that's a perfect example right there of how messed up things really are. Like, it's just, it's just, I don't know, it's politics, man. And it's, it sucks. Deshaun, for example, he, he would tell me, you know, like you <clears> said, just, it's just like, I don't know, bro. Like, he would talk, he would tell me about it. he would get shots before every game. And yeah. then he would get, he would get shots at halftime, and I'm just like, bro, like, what are we, what are you guys doing? Yeah, yeah. Like, aren't you guys just playing a sport? Like, what are we, like, you're really just getting shots, like, But that's the like, thing is, they don't, game, like, they don't care about you as a person. They just care about the what you can do for them. Yeah, like, the money. How you can help them get money, how you can help them win, and how you can bring attention to their program. They don't give a that shit how they treat the you out. or how they, what they do to your body, like, I mean, Jeff Webb, he played in the NFL, and I talk to him daily. He's actually, like, one of my best friends, too. And he, like, they always told him to get the shots, and he never took them. Like, never. Even at State, when he was at San Diego State, uh -huh. he said that guys would line up to get that shot, and he just never did it. He was like, no. Nah, no, nah, he's like, it. fuck that. He's like, but they tried to get you to do stupid shit like that, guys who are hurt. Because it pretty much, like, he said what it is, is it, it numbs your whole body, so you have no feeling. But once that shot is done... You your, feel that you shit. You feel it, yeah, and your body's yeah. hurt. And yeah. it was like, guys used to be lined up, like, outside the locker room, like, pretty much like Dejan, like, waiting to get this shit. And he just, like, never did it. Yeah. So it's crazy. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's... And he would know good about that. He would know a lot about that whole yeah, business, yeah, yeah. you know? Cause he I don't know if he'll talk up. about it much. Yeah, I'm not but... sure he won't. I'm sure he won't, <laughs> yeah. but... But, no, I, I mean, De what Dejan said is definitely right. Like, I've heard people... Say that, and that's the crazy part. But it's like, like I said, until you're there, you'll understand how they treat you. You'll understand that you're just, you know, you're just there to make them look good. That's yeah, what it is. Exactly. It's exactly. Make what it the is. team look good. Yep. But this is a not even a good transition. But <laughs> I wanted to ask you about it just because I know you're on social media. Uh, I know you. I even I've even seen you kind of got a TikTok going, uh, but. What do you feel? Do you feel social media is a positive or a negative? And after that, yeah. do you feel social media is going to stay the same? Obviously, it'll change or whatever, but do you feel it's going to be the same way as in we just post, put a little thing under the post, put a little, like, like it's going to be the exact same way? Like, what do you, have you ever, th have you thought about that at all? I haven't thought about that, but I think social media could be like post, I mean, both like positive and negative because I feel like for a lot of people, like social media is the outlet for them to get their stuff out. Yeah. So like this yeah. show, you know what I'm saying? Like you, have kinda, to, you kind of bank on social media. On Instagram, to, I'm always posting exactly, that shit. Yeah, yeah. You look to, you know, get your stuff out there and that's the way you got to do it. But I feel like there is some social media that's just terrible like some people smoke all day ain't nothing wrong with smoking but i don't feel like you need to post it on social media and everyone's watching you and you know i mean you, you do what you want but i just feel just stuff like that like i feel, you like, just feel like you're not doing nothing yeah right. like just kinda, it's just yeah. a bad thing and people are like well then unfollow unfollow but it's not even that because it still pops up on your feet twitter i mean I don't, I don't even got a Twitter, but I hear about that shit. Twitter is just, like, Woo! fucking, like, night and day. Like, you just see some stupid... I, I, Me, personally, I think Twitter is the place where you get the attention that you don't get from people. Because you can say some stupid stuff, and people fucking react to it. Like, yeah. whether it's a good way or in a bad way, but most people just want the attention. They want the likes. They want the replies. They want to look cool. So, I feel like 
and I might be biased with this one, but I feel like even girls on social media, like, they post, like, they're, like, they post, like, situations that's going on with their real life, like, baby daddy or their husband or stuff like that, and What's it's just like, why do you post it on here? You want attention from it, and it's just, it's stupid. Like, we've talked a little bit, and I mean, it's just like, your situation being blasted on social media and it's like what the fuck like why would you do that yeah. what's the point like you want to you want people to tell you yeah you're right for doing that or b you're wrong for doing that or c you just want dudes to just fucking hit you up that's and basically that's all it is yeah, so i hate yeah. i hate twitter and i feel like twitter is the place you go to say shit that you wouldn't say shit to another person face to face or through a text period yeah. I feel like on social media you got like some kind of balls to post it because you know like that person they're not gonna confront you about it. I mean you're somewhere else than they are, so I feel like social As people are gonna go find yeah, you. Yeah, right? it's not yeah. gonna happen. So I feel like Twitter is like that escape, like, oh that's where you're gonna act tough. And I mean I think you even see it with like celebrities and rappers, like everyone can act tough on social media but once it's in person it's it's a whole different story. So yeah. I, I hate it. Yeah. I hate Twitter and just the shit that I see like is so stupid like yeah I, just, I, I I'm not I'm personally not on Twitter so I don't know I, I'm not even on Snapchat I'm on Instagram kind of on Facebook kind of what else what else am I on that's about it I guess like LinkedIn I yeah, guess yeah. which is like a work one Instagram's not too bad though like Instagram is it's cool because I think that one like you don't have to follow certain people but I think still some of the shit on there it's not too it's yeah. not too bad just the way it's set up it's not so politically like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know people aren't taking shots too much at yeah, you yeah. it's just kind of like posting what you're doing and shit um yes. but i i have seen you on on tiktok what do you think about tiktok <laughs> do you like that as tiktok is just uh is a i mean since i'm quarantined all day that's kind of like i just mess around and it seems a little funner to yeah me, you, know? you gotta relax yeah. a little bit i mean my kids are in some of them so just to be able to just mess around a little bit and I mean I try not to do so much of the dancing but I just think the other shit that happens in real life or that did happen in real life I think it's cool to like have those memories be like fuck I remember I did that as a kid like I think I saw one the other day of like what moms do at 6 in the morning fucking slamming shit while you're trying to sleep on a Saturday (laughs) because they're up at 5 or 6 a.m. and you're just trying to sleep so it's just different shit like that that you yeah. just they're all mad because yeah. you're trying to sleep. Yeah, they laugh at it, and I think it's 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 cool, it's fun. But I did hear some shit about it, so I'm kind of like the yeah, whole China thing. The whole China, China thing, yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like fuck. Like, what if this is true? Like, I'm. I mean, they're I'm, definitely doing some sort of checking up on yeah, you yeah. know people that got the app, but you know, like, is Google not doing that? Is Apple not doing yeah, that? Yeah, that's what I'm is, saying. Is every other fucking thing that's on your phone not checking up on you? You know what I'm saying? Pretty like, much. Like, I mean, everything on your phone is pretty much getting checked out. Calls, texts, emails. And if you have anything that's... I don't know how your pad is set up, but if you have any smart home shit... No, I don't have none of that. That's listening that to reason, shit, yeah. too. Yeah. No, my TV's the smartest thing I got. And that thing, like, we'll talk and it'll, like, play something and then it'll pause and it'll, like, record what you're saying and then, like, delete it. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, I'm talking, and you're recording. So yeah. it's weird. It's weird. And it's like I, I always that. listening. Yeah, it's basically. always listening. Always. Yeah, it's weird. I have a, I have a Google Home. I have an Alexa. I got all that shit. I'm just, I'm one of those people that's like, 
Uh, our privacy is basically gone. <laughs> so fuck it, you know? Like, I don't Might give a fuck. Well. If they want to listen to me fuck, they want to listen to me fucking jack off and shit, it is what it is. <laughs> listen to me, I don't give a fuck, you know? But no, uh, you're definitely right about that. Like, it's crazy, though, how, like, they can, like, tap into that shit and just see certain things or hear certain stuff. Have you seen any of those fucking cr- cases? Like those No, cr- I don't pay attention those, to that because that'll those, scare me. Bro, there's been no. criminal cases, right, where, like, somebody gets killed. And, like, there's no evidence, right? But the fucking Google Home catches the lady screaming on the Google Home. Shit like that, you know? Like, it's just so wild. And that's good. I'm happy they caught the person that killed her or whatever. But but just, like, shit like that. Like, it's real. Like, like there's privacy is going to be gone pretty soon, I think. Especially if, if technology keeps moving the way it's moving. Yeah. Uh, maybe not. I don't know. Cause Corona, like Corona might even take it, make us take a step backwards and be like, uh, I don't know about technology. I yeah, don't know yeah, about yeah. being That's so true. connected, but true. speaking of Corona know, though, bro. like how do you feel about the Corona stuff? Like how do you feel about everything going on? Like as far as like you being a dad and stuff like that. Kids I'm not nervous about just cause I know <clears throat> the, the death, the death rate is super small, yeah, super, yeah. it isn't that, that crazy, but, uh, I'm more nervous about my parents, to be honest, being around my parents, and if I, by some chance, would ever pass the corona to, you know, like, my dad, he has medical, he has some health issues, so, like, shit like that, my kids, I think they'll be alright, um, I don't know, bro, I, I, at first I was kind of sketched out, but I've kind of come to terms with, and I've talked to a few people, especially from just working different jobs and talking yeah. to these people. They, this one older guy told me, he's like, you know, to be honest with you, and this wasn't even about the corona. This was just before that. He told me, like, when you when you get older, you kind of come to terms with death. He's like, you just kind of come to terms that everybody's going to die. You yeah, know? Yeah. And that's kind of how I I try to look at it. You know, like, we're all going to die anyways. And, yeah. and if we die today and we die tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, it might be sad, whatever, but... You know, we're fucking going to die, yeah, bro. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, you know? Like, just kind of make... I think that the only thing that I, I, I would say is just make the best out, out of the days you got, you know? So yeah. if if you if, if some pandemic hits you, you know, you got to fucking just take advantage of the time you got and not dwell on it. Yeah. Like Do you feel like are. it's changed your lifestyle, though? Because uh, I feel like, for me, like, my shit is done, like, a 360. It fucked up my workout schedule, <laughs> you know? It Dude, it fucked up my workout everything. schedule. It fucked up my workout <clears throat> schedule. Um, that's the... You know, and... Yeah, it just, it did kind of, I felt like, yeah, it fucked up my shit, I guess, yeah. I had routine, I had my, my son too, my older son was in school. Yeah. And now I'm doing school out, you know, I'm doing like, basically, we're doing homeschool, basically, they're giving us paperwork to do at home, so yeah, it fucked up my shit, bro, I, I was, and I was doing a lot of drone, because I do drone photography and videography, and kind of real estate kind of slowed down, yeah, so yeah. I'm not doing any of that, really, so... Yeah, it did do like a, like a one eighty, I guess. It did fucking and for you, definitely for you. You're a coach and shit. I don't know about your healthcare shit. I don't know how that changed, but coaching that basically just went to a halt, right? Yeah, so. like that stopped. Like anything athletic went to a stop. Like no gyms, no parks. Like I went to um to La Quinta Park. They took off the rims off the basketball courts. Yeah, like that's just gone. They do that in Indio too. I saw okay, that in yeah. Indio. They're doing. I don't that. know about Freedom. I think Freedom still has them. I'm not too oh, sure. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. So, fuck. Even I mean, even drinking. Like I was, you know, I was uh, like I after we went to CIF. <laughs> after we went to CIF, like I went on like a big old like celebration. Like I was going out every weekend, like partying yeah. and it up. 
And then I think, like, since this shit hit, it's like, I haven't drank in probably, you know, like a month. month That's and, good. Yeah. So now it's like, yeah. I don't even, like, I don't, I don't know. I just don't care to do it. Like, I just don't have the yeah. urge to drink. Like, I am not going out. I'm not going to party. Like, I'm not a big drinker. I just drink really on the podcast, to be honest. <laughs> Which is, I do the podcast like every other day. So that kind of makes me a big drinker, I guess. I only yeah. do the podcast. But hey, did you see, uh, Kind of same along the same lines, I guess. Did uh, did you see Venice? It was Venice, and I think Santa Barbara. But they put fucking tons, like eight, maybe fifteen tons of sand in their skate park. No, I haven't seen that. Like just fucked up, bro. Like what a waste of time and money. You know, like what 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 are we doing? You know, like like because people what kids are skating still. Like who gives a fuck really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. That one kid skating by himself on his own skateboard is going to pass the coronavirus to, you know, 12 that's, other kids or whatever, I guess. I think it's just, like, the biggest thing is, like you said, it's just the older people who have, like, those conditions. Because I'm asthmatic, so this shit has scared the fuck out of me, too. So that, that like, would make sense. It would kind of it would kind of yeah. be a little trippy for you. So for that's sure. what I'm saying. Like, for me, it's like, you know, I would I kind of appreciate that shit's on lockdown just because I know, like... I can't catch it because, like you said, your parents have a condition. I have a condition, so this shit hits me. Like, it might be a little bit different than if it hits you or anybody else. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's just the the big difference. I mean, it's like you say, you're going to die anyways. I mean, it it is what it is. Like, you got to come to terms with it. But I feel like, you know, just something like that, like, off of just listening for a couple weeks, like, I feel like it ain't too bad. Like, that's really what it is. Yeah. So, for me, like, I try to just stay away from people, period. I don't think anybody has it, really, that I come in contact with, but you just never know. Just because I know my condition would be a little bit different. You would definitely, and and I still feel like you'd obviously still be low risk. Oh, yeah, yeah, you do still got something that would make it a little higher risk for yourself, but... But yeah, I I feel the same way, you know, just be safe. Just kind of keep your distance from everybody and... And the coronavirus, honestly, it's bad. People are dying. But if you look at the actual facts, the death rate is probably 2% right now. And the death rate for 70-year-olds is like 10%. So it's really older people is who you got to worry about, you know? Yeah. And like somebody like you who's in shape and, bro, you you fucking got like 4% body fat. You'll be all right, (laughs) dog. I think you'll survive the fucking... Yeah, the no, coronavirus. It's been tough. And then your kids, I'm sure uh, they'll be fine too, you know. For some reason, kids aren't even getting it. Like, they're not even getting it. And if they get it, they're asymptomatic, which yeah. is like... That's the crazy part. Doesn't make no it's, sense to me. Because I mean, I think at first, when it first happened, they were saying, like, kids will be at risk. I mean, I've seen some stories of some kids, and, I mean, the shit ain't fun. But, I mean, I think it's like you said, like, it's not happening too much, but it's still, like... You know, I'll watch scary. out for them a little bit just because they're girls, so it might be a little bit more scarier for them. And I think just the whole process of everything is not something yeah. that I wish. Have you looked into it at all? Have you looked into it at all, like uh, where it came from? I mean, I've heard some stuff. I don't. I try not to look too much on the on the media about no that. No conspiracy like, shit. Nah, because I feel like they twist it. I feel like they uh, say one thing and then the next day, like something totally different. Um, I feel like. I don't even, like I said, I don't even watch the news. It's just fucking anxiety. Like, oh, well, today we saw this man, you know, came in, family was outside the hospital crying, he died, and couldn't have a funeral. Like, ain't nobody want to read yeah, that. Like, yeah, exactly. I mean, it sucks that this shit is happening, like, 100%, but 
it's just some of the stuff that's out there is like, I mean, even for the nurses and doctors and shit, I mean, there's been doctors that have died and it's just like, I, I personally don't want to read that. I, I still gotta live my life, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It sucks, but it's like at the same time, it just makes you worried. It makes you panic and think about shit that you don't need to think about. Yeah, exactly. It's so it's been tough. I try really try not to watch no social media, not even like Trump speak, none of that shit. Because I feel yeah. like half of this shit is lies anyway. So I'm not gonna sit here waste two hours and not even half the shit you saying is true. That but is pretty crazy. Going from being a kid and and growing up in you know the '90s, the early 2000s, to where social media <laughs> was kind of coming up. The internet was just coming it around. Was just starting. I don't know. even think in high school it was that big. Like, yeah. I think in high school, like, Instagram was probably just starting it's to, like, just kind of, like, out. Taking, yeah. out, taking off a little um, bit. Because middle school was, what, MySpace. High school was, like, Instagram, um, really, Facebook. And then, Facebook. And, and then on top of that, right, so we don't got no social media, really. And then, so we're taking all these news media sources straight factual mm-hmm. we're like they're speaking straight facts mm-hmm. and everything that everybody's talking about politics whatever we basically believe it you know maybe you don't but you kind of like all right whatever i'm just gonna go with it yeah and nowadays you don't believe shit mm-hmm. there's not and there's not one person that you believe there's not one network there's nobody it's it's hard like i have to ask people all the time like what is a good source to like listen to because i feel like like i said i feel like one person says one thing, the next person comes out and says something that just contradicts the shit. And then now you're like, all right, so what do I believe? Like, yeah, You're yeah. saying yes, you're saying So no. now I gotta just make it up yeah, in my head. Now it's like, make it fuck, up. well, I'll meet you guys in the middle. Um, so it's it's hard. Like, social media is tough. Like, I yeah. just don't know who who to listen to and who to believe. So I, like I said, I try not to get involved with that shit. Like, it's stupid. So even though you don't like to get involved with social media, I think we should wrap it up. So I think you should shout out your social media. Shout them out, dog. Shout out something. Shout out your well, Instagram. I don't really know my shout Instagram. Out your TikTok. I have to look. All right, look it up real Let quick. We're cool. Let me see. Hey, oh, on this, while he's looking it up, this is a perfect time. Uh, Eddie Nino, shout out. He told me, bro, I need to keep telling you guys, fucking put the notification button. Wherever it is, hit that shit. Subscribe. Yeah, so my Instagram is AndrewV36. Andrew underscore V36. Alright, AndrewV. And he's on TikTok too. I don't know what it is. TikTok, yeah, don't worry about TikTok. Don't worry about TikTok. I saw him. He was pretty funny on it. I liked it. (laughs) Well, on Instagram, my TikTok post is on there. So you can just see. But yeah, Instagram for sure. I mean, Instagram is what I'm on most of the time. Twitter. Alright, dude. This is the end, I think, of the 29th episode. Shout out.